A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. When the Pharisees heard that Jesus had silenced the Sadducees, they gathered together, and one of them, a scholar of the law, tested him by asking, Teacher, which commandment in the law is the greatest? He said to him, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the greatest and the first commandment. The second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. The whole law and the prophets depend on these two commandments. The Gospel of the Lord. You have probably heard of a litmus test. A litmus test is a term borrowed from chemistry where a specially treated strip of paper is dipped into a liquid. And based upon the acidity of that liquid, the paper will change color. The litmus test tells you something generally of the acidity of that paper. Jesus is offering us in today's gospel reading a litmus test that can help us know better how our relationship with God is right now. But it helps to have a little bit of context to understand what's going on and what he's offering to us. Jesus is engaged in conversation with Pharisees. He had just, quote-unquote, silenced the Sadducees with some kind of mic drop comment. And the Pharisees, who are no friends of the Sadducees, were excited about that, but also still not trusting of Jesus. As a matter of fact, before this conversation that we hear today, they had been trying in several different ways to try to trip him up and trap him in these different questions they were posing. And once again, they're trying to do the same thing. And so we hear this question that they ask him, which commandment in the law is the greatest? Now, this is a question that's very close to the heart of the Pharisee. It even says here that the Pharisee speaking is a scholar of the law. For the Pharisees to be in good standing with God meant to follow the law to the last letter. And so they were extremely meticulous and obser- meticulous in knowing the law and observant in practicing it. And so when they're asking about commandments, they place an enormous amount of weight in any particular law. And Jesus responds in a kind of funny way. He asks, he's asked for the greatest commandment. And so he gives it, love the Lord your God above all things. But then he also has a second commandment, love your neighbor as yourself. So he gives him two commandments in response. That's a little funny, but it's what he says at the end that's most important. He says the whole law and the prophets depend on these two commandments. And the Pharisees to whom he was speaking, many of them might well have agreed with him. Jesus did not invent this combination of God and neighbor together. Both of the laws he's referencing come out of the Torah. And so Pharisees listening to him might well have agreed with his hierarchy of commandments that he's just presented and placed together side by side. And that's where they actually end up falling into the trap that they had laid for him. This is where he gives them, if you will, the litmus test. The second commandment, love your neighbor as yourself. Well, Jesus knew that the Pharisees would not pass that test. Because standing in front of them was a man who they did not like and had just tried for an extended period of time to trap and trip up. 
So by their own understanding, they were actually not in good standing with God. They were not being obedient to the last letter of the law. And Jesus reveals this to them when he gives them this response, when he gives them that litmus test of love your neighbor as yourself, and he's offering that same test to us. So here's the simple question, the one, the one sentence question that I would offer as a litmus test that I think Christ is presenting to us today. How much do I love the person I love least? How much do I love the person I love least? That, answering that question, is a litmus test. It gives us a general sense of where our relationship with God is. Because Jesus does not separate God and our neighbor, nor ourselves. It's perhaps stated no more clearly, no more explicitly, than in the first letter of in the first letter of John, it's chapter 4, verse 20, where he says, If someone says that they love God, but hate their brother, they are a liar. If someone says that they love God, but hate their brother, they are a liar. It's kind of very starkly put, clearly put, and it's in the same paragraph where we get the phrase that God is love. So in the same paragraph where we get that phrase, God is love. And the reason those are so intimately connected together is that if there is a place in our heart where we are harboring resentment or anger or bitterness or jealousy towards one of our brothers and sisters in faith or just one of our brothers and sisters in humanity, then there's a part of our heart that is not actually free to love the Lord your God, as, it, as Jesus says in the first commandment with all our heart, with all our soul, with all our mind. And so the litmus test is meant to bring to our awareness that perhaps there's a part of my heart that hasn't yet been given over to the love of God. Or maybe said better, that isn't open to receiving the love that God has for me because I'm holding it for another purpose. And here's the wonderful news. The reason that we all assemble together in church is so that we can receive on this altar Jesus' sacrifice for us. Jesus does not bring things to our conscious awareness in order to condemn us. He helps us to be aware of the ways that we are sinful in order to liberate us. And he will do for us what we may not and perhaps cannot do for ourselves. So I don't know who it is that might come to mind. Maybe it's more than one person when you think of who it is that I love least. But whoever or whatever it is, that's taken some part of your heart and keeps it from receiving God's love fully, I would encourage you to use a simple prayer through the rest of this liturgy and beyond if needed. A simple prayer that comes out of the Divine Mercy Chaplet. Invite Jesus into that space. Let him do for you what you may not be able to do for yourself. Invite him into that space, and I would do so by simply repeating, Jesus, I trust in you. Jesus, I trust in you. Jesus, I trust in you.